welcome back for another video. In this video, we're going to look at the top players to buy for Gameweek 3 and beyond with data-backed suggestions. This is a weekly series throughout the season, so if you'd like to follow it to guide your transfers and captaincy, hit subscribe. Projected points courtesy of FPL Review. So kicking off with the goalkeepers, and this week Sanchez is top, facing Luton at Stamford Bridge. He didn't do a whole lot wrong against West Ham, despite a disappointing score and outcome. A goalkeeper transfer has come into many managers thinking this week, particularly the Pickford owners, given Everton's very poor start and mounting injuries. Likewise Brighton's fixtures are turning unfavourably, so an option for steel owners as well, if your team's in good shape outfield at least. So Sanchez is one to consider when you look at their fixture run, and if you look at the next five numbers, he's basically on par with Edison. Let's pull up the defensive data from the scout members area. If you want to become a member, click the link below and search for my name, all the tables are public there. Unsurprisingly, Man City are top of the league after two games with 0.62 expected goals conceded. Looking like a resurgence of Edison as a good FPL pick with back-to-back -back clean sheets, the only team yet to concede. Forrester fared surprisingly well, which shows what a handy pick Turner is on those rare occasions he will be needed. It's only a two-week sample size of course, but Fulham are rock bottom, which is perhaps a reason to give our Arsenal mids one more week, more on that later when we look at the mids. Luton and Burnley have only played one match each, of course, after the postponement in Gameweek 2. In Luton's only game, they conceded 4.01 expected goals conceded. Gameweek 3, away to Chelsea, a great opportunity to load up on Chelsea assets. On that note, looking at defenders next, and it is Chilwell who's top with 5.7 points projected against them. His heat map after the first two games is absolutely crazy, so far advanced, and if you compare it to an actual attacker, like Martinelli, they look similar. Thiago Silva, Cole and Gusto also among the top projections for Gameweek 3. Thiago Silva I would avoid actually, he's not given us any reason to look at him over Colwell for 0.5 mil cheaper. Pochettino made a surprising substitution against West Ham, bringing Colwell off just after the 60th minute, which led to a back four with Colwell and left back, and Mudrick was occupying the space as Chilwell had been. Perhaps that was the reason for the sub, though Chilwell was very capable of underlapping instead, so it was still a surprise. After two game weeks, Estepinian's top for expected goal involvement in the league among defenders of 1.25 and then Chilwell of 1.1 xGi. Arsenal home to Fulham Gameweek 3 then, and as such, White is in the projections and Saliba narrowly misses out. Gameweek 2 another painful one for Gabriel owners after back-to-back -back ventions. A massive surprise given Zinchenko was available for selection and Timber was injured. Both of those factors combined pointed towards a start for Gabriel back in the 11, but it didn't happen. Gabriel undoubtedly a sell now, my favourite replacements being Colwell, Henry and Estepinian. Or of course if you can find the money to upgrade then Chilwell's a must. Stones is also a sell, not expected back until after the international break now and his price in free fall. So where's Gusto a good pick while James is out? He makes the projections for Gameweek 3 here, played well against West Ham, 96% pass completion. Not as advanced as Chilwell so don't expect attacking returns but you can't go wrong for 4 mil, great pick. But do bear in mind that James could be back in a few weeks, so realistically, you might only get 3 or 4 game weeks out of him, but that could be enough to be honest and they may not rush James back. Luton and Forest home back to back fixtures next and then Bournemouth away. Onto the midfielders, who were somewhat of a headache for many of us in game week 2, Bruno, Rashford, Saka and Martinelli all blanking. The headache continues as they do have great game week fixtures. As we saw earlier, Fulham are also rock bottom for expected goals conceded, and they face Arsenal away. Nottingham Forest numbers were impressive, but again there is potential for returns there if Ten Hag gets them sorted out. 
One concern I have with Martinelli is that when he plays with Nketiah, his output seems to suffer. We saw the same last season as well. They just don't seem to interchange enough. And to be fair, that's not Nketiah's game compared to Jesus. He's taken two shots in total after two games, which is a total of 0.37 expected goal involvement, which is very poor. Foden's projected 5 points on the assumption of 75 minutes, though perhaps that's too harsh given he has played 90 both games. With 90 minutes, that would put him at 5.8 projected points. Foden was incredible against Newcastle, kept popping up in those pockets and he was lethal on the turn as always. He created 7 chances and by far the best player on the pitch that game. Created a couple of chances for Haaland that you'd expect him to bury so it could have been more. So Foden really has to come into the debate as a Game Week 3 transfer in. When you look at Man City's upcoming fixtures as well, his appeal only goes up further. Expecting a couple of 3 or 4-0 type results over that run. And with De Bruyne injured for about 4 months, they're going to need his creativity. One big surprise right at the end of Game Week 2 was when Arsenal won a penalty against Crystal Palace and it was Erdegaard who stepped up and took it. Saka was the one we expected to be on duties as he was last season. Arteta was asked post-match about this and he said he had no idea it would happen and it was a decision made by the players on the pitch at the time. Erdegaard was also asked about it and he said, quote, We have been taken in pre-season a lot and I've scored all of mine so I asked Saka to give it to me and I have to thank him for that one. Mbumo has been stellar over the first two game weeks and a transfer worth prioritising. Looking at the next five numbers, he's actually marginally ahead of Saka and Martinelli even. Looking at the underlying numbers as well, he's taken six shots all in the box and even if we exclude the two penalties he's taken, he's still second after only Visser for expected goals. He looks the clear best 6.5mm mid or 6.6mm now, though if you do have Mitoma instead, they are home to West Ham, it looks absolutely fine to give him another week. After all, he put up a double digit haul last game week as well after a brilliant solo goal against Wolves. Sterling quietly had a great game against West Ham, Chelsea's best player on the day. Could he be an interesting differential for their upcoming fixtures, particularly given he's got the best game week 3 fixture of the bunch, though reviews projections do favour Mbumo long term. Onto the forwards then, and Haaland and Alvarez are in the top 3 with 7.2 and 4.8 points projected respectively. This might not be the week to get clever with captaincy, Man City against Sheffield United could be a goal fest. It was Alvarez who actually got the winner last game week against Newcastle, assisted by Foden. Many of us are looking for Jao Pedro replacements now. The top two in my eyes are Jackson and Alvarez. Man City have signed Doku on the weekend, who will be competition for right wing and left wing. He could eventually eat away Alvarez and Foden's minutes longer term, but it could take him a while to settle in realistically, and Pep has tended to ease in new signings. I imagine many will be put off by the back-to-back one-pointers for Jackson. Give me a player who's blanked twice with good underlying numbers than a player who scored two extremely low XG goals from two total shots. Jackson's had three big chances, which is the joint most in the league, six shots in the box, 1.3 non-penalty XG, which ranks fourth among all forwards. Watkins to Jackson looks a little bit sideways this week. Two assists in two games for Watkins, he's done fine and perfectly okay to keep hold. De Zerbi's remarks and Jao Pedro were a little bit worrying though. He basically said that he needs to work on his defensive work rate and essentially highlighted that others in the team offer this more. It was Nciso who got the start ahead of him and he was outstanding as well. He got two assists that game. So Jao Pedro does feel like a sell now. The good news is that there are some cheap forwards to go to. Nketiah another one to mention here. He had a decent game against Crystal Palace and Arteta clearly favours him. Only 5.5 mil and he won the penalty that Erdegaard scored. However, he isn't completely now. There is always a small chance that Trossard or Havertz gets a start up top, but he should get very minutes while Jesus is out. 
Game week 5 is potentially when Jesus is back, around the 16th of September, so it could be 3 or 4 game weeks. Vista's another very good replacement, he's been quality in the first two games, and another Jao Pedro replacement, topping the league for non-penalty expected goals after the first two games. Brentford are a real system team, so it looks like they're going to get on just fine without Tony. That wraps up this video, thanks for watching, and to become a scout member, click the link below. All the data tables I use in my videos are public in the members area. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.